from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday, typically from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. But we are on vacation, and Wake Up Call is broadcasting live from down in Orlando, Florida. You watched our live video on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT on Thursday, June 6th. And you also got to hear us on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. So like I said, typical hours, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. But being down in Orlando, we've changed it up a little bit, shooting some video, doing some cool stuff. And we haven't even been here that long. And we already have an exclusive. And that is the exclusive first interview with Nick Perioli. Nick Perioli is the, I mean, obviously he played for the Syracuse Stallions this past season in their inaugural season. They went 24-2 and and ended in the final four out of over 140 teams in the ABA. And then with the Stallions moving forward and looking for a new head coach, he was tabbed as the new head coach on Thursday, June 6th, and his first ever interview since the moment that he was hired is right here exclusively on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Men's Clothing Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, and to all of our great partners. So it is an honor and a privilege to bring Nick Perioli onto the show to speak for the first time ever in this exclusive conversation on being named head coach of the Syracuse Stallions. Nick, how are you doing today? Boy, I'm feeling pretty energetic today. <laughs> and you, you tell me, tell me what's going on, what's going through your head. Well, first of all, bring me through the process. How how quickly did they get in touch with you when they knew that Pete Dordis and, and the Stallions were not going to continue the relationship as far as head coaching wise? How quickly did they get in touch? Well, we've all stayed in touch, you know, because after the season, it was it was like we didn't want it to be over. So, you know, we were already, you know, throwing some ideas around of, you know, little tidbits, ways to get things, you know, where we need to be to win, win in the final next year. And um, so really, I had no particular intention of it. Um, you know, I, I wanted to get into some more of like the ownership role. And, um, you know, so that was first. And to tell you the truth um you know last week i had my bags packed i was leaving again um i was going to take another job in another country and um you know i kind of sat back and i really wanted it to be the right choice because typically you know when i've gotten an offer to go somewhere to europe i've taken it and just kind of left everything behind you know and i don't know i didn't feel that way this time you know i I've got a lot of kids dependent on me up at Phoenix. You know, they're, they're my number one priority. Um, you know, I really care about those kids. Um, you know, obviously my family's home. Uh, so once coach stepped down, uh, almost immediately the search was on. And um, when I talked to Mike about it, you know, we, we kind of were, were just chit-chatting about what we would do and, you know, he told me he had kind of already had his mind made up on what he wanted. And so, you know, I, I was curious to know, you know, I said, well, what do you think? What do you, what, what are we going to do? 
And he said, well, I'm talking to the guy that I want to replace coach. And, you know, I kind of didn't know, I didn't know what to expect at that point. And uh, so I, I really had to do some, some soul searching for myself. You know, I didn't tell anybody about anything that me and Mike had talked about. I didn't tell anybody about the other offers that I had. Um, I kind of just sat on them and, and made the choice myself. And it turns out to be, I think, the right choice for, for everyone. Speaking here with Nick Perioli, the Syracuse Stallions' new head coach as they step into their second season. When I say that, what does that feel like? When I say the new head coach of the Syracuse Stallions, what's going through your mind and heart when you hear me say that? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little scared about it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a new new situation. Um, obviously, there's big shoes to fill. Um, we have a lot of talent coming back. We have a lot of talent that's looking to join us. Uh, so in my head, of course, the worst case scenarios are going through my mind. But, I mean, I've, I've never backed down from a situation before. So I'm just going to meet it head on and keep an open mind and just be, be as prepared as possible. Uh, it, it is kind of it is kind of interesting because, you know, I'm trying to run two organizations now, you know, with the high school guys and, and the pro team. But, you know, it's fun. You know, we all dream of filling our time with stuff that we like to do and are passionate about and love and things that are going to help pay our bills. And I get a chance to do that uh, full time pretty much. And uh, so I have, I'm excited, but I know there's a lot of work ahead. Nick, you know, for you to to take this job, like you said, you did a lot of soul searching and your bags were packed. You're going to take a job overseas. I know you spoke about the kids at Phoenix and, and the importance of that to you. But what is it about the Stallions that is so special enough to keep you in Syracuse? Um, no, well, I mean, we had so much fun last year um, and not just the winning, just being at practice and, you know, the events we did. Um, you know, my family was at every game, my parents, my brothers, you know, my sister-in-law. You know, I got a nephew and a niece now, you know, watching that little guy run over to give me a hug before every game was, was pretty priceless. So just the whole the whole situation, um, you know, everything fit. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a good plan going. Obviously, the community is behind us, and you know I I care about being home. So, you know, just the whole picture. You know, it's not just the the stallions; it's it's the whole situation. And you know, they say you know your mindset changes with things as you get older, and it really does. You know, you really kind of figure out what's a little more important. Um, you know, I typically I've made a lot of choices with my heart throughout my life, and and this one was from my head and my heart. So, you know, I don't think you can go wrong in that aspect. And and with you, you know, it, it's so, you just mentioned it, it's so hard to link up our minds and our hearts. It's hard to get them on the same page. And I can speak from personal experience. You and I are, are the same age, and I, I could say that my, my mind and my heart probably have linked up with each other uh, very seldomly. And uh, one of them being with my career. So just, you know, to, to speak to that a little bit more, when your mind and your heart kind of talk to each other and agree, because most of the time the heart's telling the mind do this and the mind's going, eh, I think we should go this way. When they link up, just bring me into to that feeling for you and, and that kind of sense of self and that sense of, of peace when your mind and your heart kind of said to you, hey, 
if you stay here, I think it's the right decision. Um, well, actually, it was uh, I was laying in bed and I was kind of stuck figuring out how am I going to decide. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I follow religion and like I try to live my life through some sort of rule. But I, I literally prayed. I mean, I just, I prayed. I said, yeah, I need your help. And, um, and I said a lot of people would, would be wanting to trade places with me in a heartbeat. And uh, so it's not bad problems. I said, I don't need your help in a, in a bad way. I said, it's in a good way. Like it's, you know, because everyone looks to things when they're in trouble and want help. But no one ever looks to things when everything is just right and going well and, and says either thank you or says, you know what, I need to continue my path and be grateful for what I've gotten so far. And that's kind of um, the approach I took. And, um, you know, sure enough, things started to work out. Um, and last night we had our, our senior banquet at Phoenix and the school honored me with the entire district's coach of the year and you know I said I'm where I need to be my decisions have have come to me over the last couple days after I prayed um you know I I'm really happy with how it turned out so um uh, I don't need to water any grass anywhere Uh, my grass is pretty green right here and that's kind of how I reached my choice was just, I let it come to me through that. And, and here we are. Speaking here with Nick Perioli on wake up call with Dan Tortora, the exclusive first conversation with Nick since being named the new head coach of the Syracuse stallions. You talked about, you know, I don't need to water grass anywhere else that the grass is, is, is already pretty green here just to go a little bit deeper into that, because we live in a world where, you know, people throughout history have thought, oh, the grass has got to be greener on the other side. And not only that, but even more so now, I feel like people always, you know, want to see, you know, what what does my neighbor have? What's on that other side of the street? You know, what's down that road? So, you know, for you to, to know that, you know, the grass is green here and to dedicate yourself to that, I, I, want, to, I want to go a little bit deeper into that because we live in such a society now where even when the grass is green and the grass is good and there's plenty of fruits and vegetables in the backyard, people are still looking over the fence. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, for me, luckily, I mean, yeah, I'm, I have really great jobs, so I, I mean, I don't have much to worry about, but it goes it's like the same with business right you know how much is enough you always try to want more you know it's the same thing with money how much is enough you know you get to that threshold and you're like no i want more you get to that threshold no i want more and you know for me it was like you know see my thing is travel right like i love traveling i love to go into these other countries i love meeting new people you know i loved my journey so for me it was like okay where's the next journey what's the next journey what's going to be then what's when's going to be enough of the journey and then i'm sitting here saying well i do still have a journey i am i'm in a new situation with the stallions i have a young team at phoenix i mean like i said i have a young niece and nephew that are going to grow up you know my family's getting older like that's all the journey too it doesn't just have to be 
you know, basketball, like there's a journey, no matter where you look, every day I walk into my classroom, it's like, okay, Tuesday's journey, what's it going to be when I walk in there? Wednesday's journey, what's it going to be when I walk in there? It doesn't mean, you know, jumping on a flight and traveling, you know, 6,000 miles. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're, you're on a journey. You're just, you're changing places. Um, so like I said, I really put a lot of thought into the, into this and I, I really, um, looked at it from aspects that I hadn't looked at before, which a lot of people, I don't, I don't know how or why I did, but that's how I approached it. Cause everyone thinks like decisions, Oh, that, that's gotta be an easy decision. You gotta do it. And it's like, well, you know, it's not because the, the offer I had was to go to the Maldives and everyone's probably saying, well, you're crazy not to take it. It's the Maldives. And I said, yeah, but you know what? I would have been there thinking about being here. And so in that aspect, um, that wouldn't have been the right journey for me. And, you know, so that's kind of how, how things go for me, you know, when I'm thinking about it and trying to decide on it is, you know, when is the journey going to be enough? Well, I don't think it ever will be, but I can change how I go about it and figure things out that way. Yeah, coming from Nick Perioli here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, exclusive first interview since becoming the head coach of the Syracuse Stallions. Nick, before I, I let you go, for you know this team, I want to speak to, because there's some changes that have, have been made. Uh, Mike Sugamosto, uh, Josh Winans, obviously leading the charge. Uh, the team is, is in full ownership of, uh, of a group you know, in central New York, in Syracuse, New York now. Just what you could say with some of those changes and the leadership of Mike and Josh as you step forward. Well, it's it's been great. I mean, obviously, we all wouldn't be involved if, if we didn't get along, number one. You know, we all get along and communicate really well. Um, you know, number two, it's just seeing how year one went. Um, we all agree that just because we had a successful year one does not guarantee year two is going to be the same or better. Um, we didn't just miraculously go 24 and two and make it to the final four and, you know, finish number one, you know, 10 straight weeks. Um, that was a tribute to starting with Mike and Josh and them. They put the right pieces together. And I'll tell you what, we had a heck of a team. We had guys, we had great guys. We had guys that played hard. We had guys that wanted to win. Um, you know, so it started with, like I said, them, and it's now infecting in a good way. It's it's infectious to everybody. Now we have a group that is on the similar mindset, and it's like just more, just positivity, just more good things we want to just spew out to everybody. But it also, it makes you want to work harder because you're working together. You feel like, you know, it could be a really special year. Um, you know, just because something's good doesn't mean, yeah, you can take your foot off the pedal and, and relax and it's going to run itself. Oh, no. I mean, everybody knows as business owners or as, you know, uh, in athletics, if you're playing a sport, you have to ramp it up and you now have to find a new way to make things work in your favor. Because guess what? You know, we didn't win it last year. So there's obviously work to do. Um, but we we feel working together the way we are the friendships we've built that it's it's the right the right group at the top and then now it's up to us to to get that product back for year number two and, and to start off so strong in, in year number one and have 
so much success, you know, for, for you to be able to do that, you know, for this team to be able to do that and to build off of that, just what's your thought is, I mean, to be a player on the team and now be the head coach coming off of success in an inaugural season to be ranked, like you said, number one, 10 straight weeks to go to, you know, the elite eight and then the final four and to experience all of that, to play against the team that's won the championship four years in a row. So much has happened to the Syracuse Stallions right from the jump to take over that as the head coach of the team after experiencing all of that. What does that do? How does that give you an edge? I'm glad I got the player perspective because, um, you know, I've kind of got to separate the player from the coach, you know, and I got to see firsthand, you know, all the great things that were going well. Um, you know, the guys and I uh, know exactly what we need to do to get back to that and then, you know, improve from there too. So it's kind of like, um, you know, I get, I feel a little bit more of a leadership role. You know, yeah, last year everyone looked at me as, as that. But at the same time, it's like now it's my plan in place. So, um, you know, all of the things that I want to do uh, to get this team to the next level is up to me. I'm able to do that. So I, I am gonna I am gonna have to separate the player from the coach perspective. But I feel like having both both perspectives has you know made me be able to play as long as I did. Um, and it's also helped me gain a better grasp as a coach too of you know players and situations, you know personnel as far as you know uh, managing the, the game with subs and managing the game with um, you know time score situations, um, managing attitudes. I mean that's the biggest thing is you know you can't keep everybody happy, uh, but you can be fair, but not everything is equal. You know, there's that's that's how it is. Um, you know, everyone gets a fair shot, but that doesn't mean everyone's equal. It's only 48 minutes in a game and one basketball, so we got to make it work together. And you know, Nick, how how do you separate that? How do you kind of command respect as as a le- I know that you know you were a leader, even though you were a player on the team. I feel like you know you had you had kind of already shown some some leadership and already gotten a respect of your peers so to speak just the way that you know people had spoken about you and whatnot to me so you know I think like even talking with Mike Sugamoso there's that feeling of that level of respect for what you've done in your craft how do you how do you create that now how do you take your teammates and say okay now I'm the coach you know you have to listen to me here you know this I'm I've been a peer to you, but now now I'm your head guy. I mean, how do you navigate through the waters of being a member of the team as a player to now being their head coach and the person that they have to listen to and respect and follow? Well, communication is going to be key, number one. Um, you know, we've, we've got to communicate, you know, whether it's you know, team meetings, individual meetings, uh, whether it's, um, you know, opinions on things, whether it's just – you know, back and forth about what's going on. Um, we, we have to communicate with each other. And number two, it's I've got to treat the guys, you know, the way that they expect, you know, a, a coach to treat them. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun. You know, we're going to give them a lot of opportunity to, you know, be themselves out there. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to treat them like kids. I'm not going to belittle them. You know, that I think that that's just not – not the way it is so that's where the separation has to be also from how i treat you know my phoenix guys and my high school kids versus you know professional 
big time players uh, is um, listen we're all we're all here we've all been here you know obviously we are all good players we've all been places in our career you know no one you know nobody's above anybody else um, we're all in this together and um, that's kind of the mindset I, I'm not I don't walk in and, and demand that you know this is the way it is and lay the law down yeah there's things that we're going to change but you know what there's a way you can do it without being um a dictator uh because that stuff sometimes doesn't get you very far and you know steve kerr walked into golden state and didn't you know just start throwing his resume around and, and start saying you guys need to do what i tell you like that's not how it works we'll, we'll work together we'll figure it out and guess what i'm gonna mess up a million times along the way but if you don't think i'm gonna learn from it then then, then people don't know me very well because i certainly will learn from everything that i do with this team that coming from nick perioli and, and nick kind of in closing here I think you should, you know, probably state the real reason why, above everything else, you took the head coaching job. It's because, I mean, you know, I was born October 21st. My favorite number is 21, and you wore number 21. And you and I spoke about if I was on the team that we would have a little issue. So, I mean, did you essentially become the head coach to free up 21 for me? Well, I didn't free it up because I I don't think they're ever going to let anyone wear that again. So, sorry about that. (laughs) We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to have a little moment there. Or if we can go into the thousands, I'll wear 1021. But, you know, I'm just – we got to – go ahead. It would be tough for an official to whistle fouls on you and get them over to the scores table with those numbers. Exactly, which could help us out in the long run. You have to always be thinking, Nick. It's about strategy. That's all it is. So, but, uh, but yeah, number – I mean, listen, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. You know that. Uh, having you in the studios uh, is phenomenal. Uh, Mike said 21 is retired. He just texted me as he's listening to the show. So, Mike, I, I find that 100% respectful to Nick but disrespectful to me, so it balances out. But, I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, all jokes aside, I, I couldn't be happier for you. And, and, and obviously you and I have built a relationship, and we're going to be doing a lot of fun things together. So I, I look forward to, you know, sitting down with, in the studio with you again. I can't thank you enough for – letting letting us here at wake up call do the exclusive for you and i mean i I couldn't think about it any other way because you know building relationships with this team has meant the world to me and and you're one of those relationships that's always been good and and uh you know you just seem to say the right things and and care about the right stuff and have done so much for me professionally and personally so i want to thank you for that hey man that's what life's about you know let's, let's keep building this thing whether it's you know friendships leadership family whatever you know that that's how that's how it works man that makes a meaningful life that coming from nick perioli nick have yourself a a tremendous day i'll be talking with you very soon we'll we'll, we'll be getting you back in studio and you know and we can continue to grow this uh, goatee and and beard game out and show the world what's good about that too i got some good beard game going on right now all right i mean my goatee has gotten many many it's got its own personality at this point so I'm, I'm happy to see where we're going from here, and uh, congratulations, as always, and, and God bless on, on this new journey that you have. All right. Thank you, man. Can't wait to get back with you in the studio. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. See you. Take care. That come once again from Nick Perioli, the new head coach of the Syracuse Stallions, and, and number 21 will forever be retired because he wore it in the inaugural season, and now he's the head coach. So only fitting that that happens, even though I, I will – 
I will miss it. I will definitely miss it. But Nick is uh, more than deserving of having that thing retired. And like I said, all jokes aside, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment by the Stallions and Mike Sugamosto and Josh Winans and the, and the whole team to retire the jersey of their new head coach. Charney's Men's Clothing, Carvel DeWitt, Utica Pizza Company, the Penn and Trophy Center, Press Room Pub, Trivia every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, True by Hilton, Camillus in Township 5, Museum of Intrigue on the third floor of Destiny USA, where you'll never have the same experience twice. Talk about entertainment and fun. It's all about having a good time and feeling like you're in a totally – it's like you're not even in Syracuse anymore. You just – you get sent into whatever journey is inside of the Museum of Intrigue. And I did that with the Syracuse Stallions to so make sure you go experience it yourself on the third floor of Destiny USA. And you can also uh, check out the video with the Stallions of all of us inside of the Museum of Intrigue. Uh, Ryan Caldwell, Chris Gilks, Lloyd Parkman the third, myself, Dan Tatora, and Josh Winans all enjoying the Museum of Intrigue. Uh, canine Campground, Dog Boarding, and Dog Daycare, Dominic's Restaurant, where we have trivia every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. The Syracuse Stallions, of course, the Wildcat Sports Pub, Honda City of Liverpool, Frightmare Farms, and Home Team Pub. Thank you so much for listening into this exclusive conversation between Nick Perioli, the new head coach of the Syracuse Stallions, happening exclusively here first on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Nobody had it but us, and that is thanks to Nick and thanks to the amazing organization over at the Syracuse Stallions and by the grace of God. This is Wake Up Call broadcasting live from Orlando, Florida. Have yourself a blessed day. And we'll talk with you soon. Follow us on Twitter at CallDT, Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, and at WakeUpCallDT on Facebook. Just put up a new video with We the North inside of Orlando, Florida. We the North at Magic Kingdom in front of the castle. So check that out. The Raptors are up 2-1, to one and they have an opportunity going on from here to face off against the Golden State Warriors at Oracle to see if they can take it themselves. So plenty of great stuff happening in my personal and professional life, and personally and professionally, I extend my congratulations once again to Nick Perioli. I could not be happier, and I cannot wait to get back in the studio with the man. God bless you all, and have yourselves a tremendous day, and we'll talk with you soon here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life, every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. Become a member now.